All right, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. I'm your host and commish, reeling after a brutal loss last week, the Denver Desert Dog. Joining me tonight, uh, playing for a first round bye this week. Take your ball and go home, Shane Stein. Uh, good to be here, Matt. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, big one. Big one here uh, last week of the year. Uh, got a root against the Bull Weevils here this week. Need to go down. Need to, get, need to catch a dub here. Finish off the, the clean sweep of, uh, of my division. Try to go 6-0. and um, See if we can't get a first-round bye and a little easier pass to the championship. Um was hoping to rest some starters, but uh, head into the playoffs, but it's not going to be the case. Got to go full uh, full board here. I do have bad news for you. Um, due to your quarterback getting injured last week, the competition committee is reviewing whether or not you actually qualify for the playoffs. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Good one. Um, I like it. I really wanted to get Jordan Love from you, too, but... You actually pulled out the wallet this week. Had to. Had to. Did anyone else have a bid in? I didn't look. I I went twenty. You you went twenty seven. I was at twenty I was at twenty one. So and then I was I saw Sure had twenty six, I think, and he needed a quarterback, so had to pump it up a little bit. Yep. So you got your guy and he's got a great schedule the rest of the way. He sure does. That was uh, that was the, the selling piece there. The uh, Packers have a pretty pretty light schedule here the next couple of weeks. Hoping he can continue what he's doing. Um, obviously, Lawrence going down is a big blow to our team. He was playing as well as just about anyone in the league the last couple of weeks. Finally getting those rushing tutters the last two weeks before this past one that we spoke about. But not going to be. Got to go with someone else. All right, joining you and I tonight is the Seawolves watching the Juju Smith-Schuster breakout game tonight against his former team, Phil Bruce. I don't know how many times I have to tell you guys that the, the rushing touchdowns are, are worth the exact same as the passing touchdowns in this league. We made that change like six years ago. Um, no, I, I'm all in Thursday night. AFC North football, defensive, just smash mouth. Juju Smith Schuster revenge game color rush. This is this is as good as it gets, fellas. M- Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd argue it's not as good as it gets, but it's it's a very even game. I think. Well, <laughs> good matchup. A lot of people on Reddit tell me two of the best coaches in the NFL, suboptimal rosters. Ravaged by injuries, head to head, prime time. They know who we are. We know who they are. Just play it. Get some pads on. I mean, you know, I, I, I would have to bring Fegley in for this. I'm sure he has the numbers in front of him. You know, like, there's got to be a huge public had to be on the under in this game, right? 76%. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This, this game is going. Well over. Yeah. <laughs> this is it's going over. We'll put it that way. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Thursday night, they've lulled you into the believing that's always under. This one's going over. I agree. Well, you uh, gave me a nice segue to trivia, Phil. Talked about two head coaches. Oh, jeez. There are twelve. NFL head coach, active NFL head coaches with a 600 or better win percentage. Two of them are coaching tonight. No minimum on games coached. I'm looking for the other 10. 600. Yep. 600 or better. Wow. All right. So, you want to go first, Phil? Take the low-hanging one, or...? I'll take Andy Reid. Andy Reid, fourth amongst active coaches. Second in total wins, but a 636 winning percentage. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, 
Mr. Coked out himself. <laughs> Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni is first on this list. He's got a 700 winning percentage, 35 and 15 through his first 15, or first 50 as an NFL head coach. Love that guy. <clears throat> I'm going to go with close friend of the podcast, Matt LaFleur. That is a good one. He's number two. 55 and 28 to start his career, 663 winning percentage, undefeated in the month of December. Um, he's second, Sirianni's first, Bill Belichick's third, uh, and Andy Reid's fourth. So you guys got the top four already. All right. I'm going to stay, I believe. This one's got to be close. But I'm going to stay in the AFC North. How about the clean Harbaugh? Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I will allow no Jim Harbaugh slander on this <laughs> podcast. Uh but yes, John Harbaugh is on this list. Six oh nine winning percentage, one sixty seven and one oh seven for his career. <clears throat> How about the uh the poor man's Sean McVeigh, Mike McDaniel? Mike McDaniel, through two seasons, 18 and 12 for an exact 600 winning percentage. Wow. Nice one. So, Reed, Sirianni, LaFleur, Harbaugh, McDaniel. Man. Five left, I believe. Five left. I'm going to go with. I got two, three names in mind here. How about? I feel like he's got to be. How about Sean Payton? Sean Payton is on this list, just behind Mike Tomlin. He's at a six nineteen winning percentage, one sixty seven and one hundred three. I'm going to say coach. Frank Reich really... not on this list, by the way. What did you say? Frank Reich not on this list, by the way. <laughs> Reason for every question. Um, this guy had a little bit of an unfair advantage by coaching Todd Gurley for a big portion of his career. The Unabomber himself, Sean McVay. Yeah, we have a lot of similarities. Both had an unfair advantage with Todd Gurley. Both, uh, six <laughs> Both incredibly handsome, yeah. smart, good-looking. Yeah. Uh, Sean McVay is on this list. 608 winning percentage, 73 and 47. NFL should have had to raise his salary every year. Oh. Yeah. Haven't done shit since. <laughs> uh, Another similarity. Well, that was one of my other names. I have one more. Got three guys left. I gotta believe that Sean McDermott is still there. Sean McDermott is on this list, seventy-two and forty-six for a six-ten winning percentage. <clears throat> I, I think this name is in he's there. That many games, man. I was... Yeah, he's coached seven seasons. Zero Heisman's under his tenure, but I think Pete Carroll is on this list. Pete Carroll is not on this list. Oh, oh, what? Five eighty winning percentage, one seventy eight, one twenty nine, and one. Um, I'm gonna guess that his time with the Jets and Patriots is probably what's costing him here. Yeah. Mm. How many losses? Uh, 178 and 129 for a 581 percentage. You can check my math on that if you want. I can't. I'm not smart enough. Oh, we're including postseason. That's what. That's what did it. No, I'm not. I don't think I am. Maybe, maybe I am. 
whatever website I'm on doesn't say if they do, so. I don't know if I have anyone else. Yeah, even regular season, he's not Peterson, very close. 551, 64, and 52. I've got one. Okay. For the win, Mike McCarthy. You already lost. No, but you have... If I go first... and We I, both lost. You, you have... <laughs> I still have a chance to steal the wins. Mike McCarthy is on this list. 613 win percentage. Wow. 175 and 110. 175, 110, and two, actually, two ties. And, and I guess Josh McDaniels is not on this list. No, he's also not an active, <laughs> active coach anymore. You got fired on Halloween. How about Robert Sala? Is he on here? Robert Sala, no, <laughs> 15 and 31. There's one name left. Tough one. Probably the toughest one on the list. You guys want me to give it to you? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. I don't know. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, nineteen and eleven, with the Vikings. Uh, they, they had a good year last year. Yep. Uh, My God, Juju just running wild. I just thought. Like uh, I thought Kyle Shanahan might trip you guys up. Ooh, yeah. I wasn't even thinking about him. No, he's not, he's not on here. Early. He's not on here. He is uh, sixty-seven and fifty-two. Yeah, he had a lot of losses. Mike Vrabel would have been a name, I think, to think about, too. Titans have been pretty good yeah. with him. Um, so, some funny names on here. Good question. Dennis Allen for New Orleans and Oakland, 20, <laughs> 20 and 45 for a nice. 308 winning percentage. Josh McDaniels is still on this list, even though he's not the coach anymore. Um, 20 and 33. <laughs> Uh, who else is kind of funny? Todd Bowles has coached 97 games. He's 39 and 58. <laughs> and then just the epitome of mediocrity. Rooney roll higher. Two, 211 games. Ron Rivera's 105, 104, and two. <laughs> and, and I think he had two seasons with like 14 plus wins. <laughs> Riverboat Ron, 15-1 with the Panthers. Yeah, Bill Simmons has officially given him a new nickname. They're now calling him Rowboat Ron. (laughs) Uh, Well, you listen to the ringer, that kind of content. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I listen to. All right. Kind of a lackluster uh, week to talk about it. Shane gets the season off from having to give us playoff predictions because all six uh, playoff spots are already... The, the teams are decided, not the spots necessarily. Um, there's really only three and a half games that matter this week. Um, so we're kind of kind of pushed through them here. Uh, we'll start off with Weevils versus Franchise. Uh, Weevils win, and they win the division. And if they win, they also clinch the two seed, from what I believe Shane said. That's correct. Okay, so... Um, Storms is going to have to put some guys in his lineup, because he's got two guys out on bye right now. Um, right now, bowl heavy favorites, 107-78. to 78. Bowl side, Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, David Montgomery, Jalen Waddle, Nico Collins, Cole Komet, Joe Mixon, and Jaden Reed. Um, looks like Christian Watson's going to be ruled out this week. We've seen Jaden Reed 
uh, do a couple things here recently for the Packers. Uh, not so much last week, but had a touchdown in three straight before that. 16.9, 17.2, and 13 gets the Giants this week. What do you guys think about Jaden Reed, who's filling in for Christian Kirk and Christian Watson, uh, both out for the Weevils this week? Jesus. Yeah, I mean, if Watson's out, um, definitely a worthy flex play. Um, Watson's the guy you want to have in that offense, I would think. I mean, besides him and Dylan, um, obviously Love is a, is a play, but as far as the skill position guys, um, saw him kind of succeed there. Had a nice little three-week run, actually, and a week before that, he had another double-digit game. So we've seen some pretty good games from him this year. Um, some, the last three, that three-week run where he had, they, they used him out of the backfield a little bit as far as, like, some, some arounds and st- end-arounds and stuff like that. Um, so getting a little creative. The guy's a playmaker. Um, definitely worthy of a flex play. I'm not. I'm still not thrilled about having him, but I think you can expect somewhere around double digits from. <coughs> if Watson's out, he he's right there with Pickens, like wide receiver 32. Uh, you're right. He's a playmaker. Um, ESPN tells me, advanced scouting report, Christian Watson's status up in the air. Reed may be in line for increased volume. So, I agree with Shane. So that's kind of a scouting report. If Watson's a no-go, it's wide open. And you can see the hype being generated by by Jordan Love. Like, the guys, he's there. He's going to go off. Um, I like it as a play this week. Yeah, um... Got a Packers expert in-house here with Emmett. And uh, we co-own a team together in another league. And he told me a couple weeks ago, we got to pick up Jaden Reed, Dad. This guy's pretty good. So anytime Opportunity you, missed. Anytime you can get advice from a nine-year-old about fantasy football, you got to take it. We should have texted me that. <laughs> no wonder the dogs are perennial powers. <laughs> Yeah. Getting advice over there. All right. Got a, uh, got a brain trust. Well, yeah, I mean, I got Papa Kaz and Emmett doing my scouting <laughs> for me, so how can you go wrong? Uh, all right, Fleetwood franchise. Tua, Brian Robinson right now. That hopefully changes. Um, Javante Williams, Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, Kate Otten, Jahan Dotson, and DeAndre Swift. Um Man, Jamar Chase, we uh, wrote him off last week. Monster game. Debo Samuel. Let's talk about Javante Williams. I don't think we've talked about him um, this year. He was a darling coming into last season. Um, Obviously had the injury. He's had a couple decent games this year. Workload's been there. Um... Just doesn't really have a lot of buzz. Like, I don't know if it's that team, that offense, that backfield. Um, but just haven't been feeling it with Javante Williams. Do you guys feel like he's a guy you'd look to next year maybe after, after he's back from a full year from his injury? Do we even care? Um, <laughs> just trying to I'll talk tell you about what it someone. Is. We're really stressed in here. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what it is. I mean, the guy doesn't have a rushing touchdown. Um <laughs> can't be can't be a running fantasy running back if you don't have a, a, a rushing touchdown. Are those good? Uh, should you have those? You, you should have a couple of those on your. Uh, so I heard about uh, Trevor Lawrence. You need the rushing touchdowns. Yeah, so I mean, he's got two receiving touchdowns. Um, those are basically his only two worthy weeks of the year. Um, where he put up seventeen and nineteen, like in weeks eight and ten. So I mean, it gets used through the air. This guy can, can sneak back into the conversation. I don't. I don't know what to make of that offense. Um, I don't. I don't know what to make of that team. Honestly, I mean, I, they were written off early. Got hot. Played really well in the middle of the year. I mean, come back to earth last week against Boston against the Texans. I. I don't know who. If I really want a piece of that backfield right now. 
I, I was high on Javante Williams coming into this year as well. I thought uh, I'm a big Sean Payton guy. I thought he would be able to turn the offense around, but it, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Um, I, I just don't know that I really want anyone in that offense short of maybe Cortland Sutton, I guess. Sold my Judy shares a few weeks ago, so I'm all when, when did you do that? You didn't tell us that. Pretty sure I sent you guys a message and screenshot. And- oh, I don't read those. Um, <laughs> Phil, was, Phil was buying Judy stocks, so he would have he bought them. I'm still buying all those shares up. Um, <laughs> nobody looks better in a color rush orange. How, how many games are you saying he missed? I only see him missing one game this year. Did he go out early from a lot of other games? Who said he missed games? I thought you said injury concerns. Once the injury concerns are behind him. So, so, he, got, so he, got hurt, he got hurt in the Chicago game and then missed the next week. Weeks four and five. So okay. I'm, I'm, I was more mentioning that he had the torn ACL last year, and usually it's not the year Oh, another after year behind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. you're not particularly excited by loading him up in the RB1 slot this week. I, I can tell you that. Um. Yeah, I kind of agree. Probably a, a better option next year, not necessarily tied to the ACL. Like a lot of people just go to Europe and get some special surgery over there and then come back and they're okay. Just more of this team's gotten better as the year go, has gone on. It's a new system, new coaching tree in there, and they've looked a lot better. I, I don't know what their team is now, but it's a lot better than what it was. And I don't think there's any reason to not see it improving over the next few weeks and building some momentum for next year. Yeah, I kind of like, like, I like the like Broncos. The yeah, the workload's been good. I think the Broncos have been, I think they've had a great season after the disappointing start to it. Um, I'm not a big Sean Payton fan, but he's obviously, can't really knock his track record. Um, Sutton's been great. Russ is kind of easing into that Drew Brees phase of his career with Peyton where he's just, don't make mistakes, and you'll be okay. I don't know if I would say 6-6 six and six is a great season. Well, they were 1-5, so I mean, it's a nice turnaround. Yeah, I think they could make the playoffs. AFC North football approves. All right, we taking the Weevils to lock this thing up and get the two seed. Yeah, I mean, I just looking at this, it just doesn't look like there's enough there. I mean, you're going to need Chase to go off again, Samuel to go off again. Um, what are the odds of those two going off in the same week, all uh, Kamara and Lamb? I mean, you just can't see it happening, right? Right. Um, I think uh, the Weevils have enough to uh, get a division crown under the belt, lock up a two seed, and I don't know is. Fact check me on this. Have the Weevils made the playoffs before? Yeah, they definitely did at least one time. Okay, I was. Gonna say, I thought that might have been a first timer here. So, shout out to Bull, but looking like he's uh, he's gonna sneak his way right into the semifinals. Oh my god! Like, I love Bull. This this team sucks. <laughs> like, it's the the best player is Nico Collins at wide receiver eleven. Like, this team's just trash. He, he's he's, he's going to win and, and take the division, but, like, this team is bad, and, and you should feel bad. Wow. I, I actually don't think his team's that bad, but... He doesn't um, have an RB1. David Montgomery's right there. Okay, RB15. He was hurt for a few weeks. Like, oh, my God. Okay. He's been good. Okay. Mixon's an RB1. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. You're right. RB10. Um, Bowl has made... Well, I haven't updated it in a little while, but last time I updated it, Bowl uh, had made the playoffs twice through the 2020 season, I believe. Okay. So. All right, I agree. I think Weevils win. Um, what don't we like about his team? Yeah, I think McBride, too. Like, that's a big one on by this week. He's been awesome. Um, I mean, he he's eighth in the league in scoring. Yeah, but let's think about the fact that, like, McBride came on late. 
he really didn't have a quarterback most of the season. Um, it's it's okay. Yeah, it's not, I mean it's it's a playoff worthy team. Maybe I, I don't know. <laughs> you gotta throw in the maybe, huh? Some of his guys' outlooks have changed. Like Brees Hall should be getting twenty five touches a game on that team. Nico Collins is going to lead the Texans in targets the rest of the season. Um, losing Kirk and Watson hurts a little bit. Uh, did pick up Joe Burrow as the $1 keeper for next year, maybe. I saw that today. Um, I don't know. Could be the two seed, so can't be that bad. All right, next game that matters, Team Ice Cream versus The Flock. This game, I guess, only matters if Bowl were to lose. Um, Ice Cream went out and made some moves today as well, I believe, adding Zay Jones. rest of Ice Cream is Justin Fields, Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier, Chris Godwin, Brandon Cooks, Travis Kelsey, Justin Jefferson, and Jacoby Myers. Did get the big James Conner game that we called for last week. Um, obviously getting Jefferson back helps this team. Still a pretty low projection with Tyler Algier in the lineup this week. That probably won't happen after the bye weeks because Connor can slot in for him. Um, let's talk about what's wrong with Chris Godwin. He is wide receiver 39 on the season. I know Phil's a huge Godwin guy. What do you guys see there from Godwin this season? Yeah, I see a lot like we talked about with Javante that he has one touchdown. Um, seems Baker has made his decision. He's made his bed that Mike Evans is his guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's, he's targeting Evans at a rate that probably haven't even seen in the last couple of years with Brady. I mean, he's, he's, he's been crazy. Um, and, and Godwin's been kind of taking a back seat here um, in the red zone and, and kind of all over the field. He, he's Target numbers aren't terrible, but they're not anywhere near what we're accustomed to seeing. They're probably down a, a, a couple ticks. And, yeah, I, I think it's just a little little down downgrade in quarterback play. Um, Brady obviously loved those guys with the under, underneath routes, shorter routes. Um, that was kind of a goblin role when, when Brady was there. And... It's not really there right now with uh, with Mayfield playing quarterback. Yeah, it's a little bit of what's going on with Tyreek and, and Jalen. It's that zero in on the one connection, and they're – oh, my God. Uh, they're finding so much success. that There's really not a reason to, to change it. I felt that Mike, Mike Evans' target share last week, that one – that one hurt. Um, he's still a good player. He's got plenty of run left, but just not rest of this season. Mike Evans's career has been incredible. Yeah. Was it 10 straight 1,000-yard seasons? Is that what it was? Uh, I think it, this, this will be 10. He's already, he did it already. He did it already? Yeah. Are we going to talk about him with guys like Jerry Rice and Randy Moss? <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, it was, but like the numbers are there. It's a different game, obviously, but he's been just awesome. It's a Hall of Famer. No, yeah, absolutely. The Hall of Famer. Absolutely. All right. Uh, are we going to talk about what's going on in this game here? You see that camera panning to Mason Rudolph sitting on the bench? I'm getting writing. Did you see who they signed to their practice squad this week? No. Trace McSorley. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he just, yep. You're right. He just hit it 10 straight. Was his last week he hit it. Yep. Big game. It's crazy. Coming Johnny, up on 100 tutters soon. I mean, Johnny Manziel's main man in college. All right, Flock, Minshew, 
Gus Edwards, Devin Singletary, Josh Downs, DK Metcalf, Pat, Pat Farmerth, T. Higgins, Odell Beckham. I'd imagine Kenneth Walker finds his way in if he's playing this week. Probably Keaton Mitchell maybe too. Um, man. But let's just talk about Minshew. Guys, seven the Colts are seven and five. Seven and three, I believe, with Minshew as the starter. We might have the chance to gamble against Gardner, Gardner Minshew in the playoffs, guys. Possibly on the road too. <laughs> I mean, either way is fun, but But you're looking at a guy, he's gonna have a fifteen year NFL career. I mean, he's going to play for eight different teams. He's going to get tossed around the league, probably find himself in a backup role somewhere just about every year. Um, <laughs> he's the epitome of a, uh, of a backup quarterback. I mean, he can come in and if you need a spot to start for four games, you can you have good hope that he can win two of them. Um, that's kind of what the... The backup's role is if you have a quarterback out for about four weeks, you're hoping that the guy can come in and win two games, um, at least one. So that's kind of what he is. I mean, he's turnover prone. He's he's not afraid to take shots. I mean, he's not a guy that, that you're feeling great about going into the season as your starter, running him out there for 17 games. You know you're probably not going to make the playoffs with it. Um, but that being said, I mean, he's, he's got the Colts right there, a team that's, just average talent um, right there in the, in the mix in the AFC. Have you seen, like, he's got a huge difference in record between on the road and at home. Have you guys seen any of those stats? No, I'm not on no. TikTok. Oh. <laughs> it really made its rounds in TikTok this week. Um, I don't know what the question was. I know it was about him, but what was the question? It was just... He's seven and three this year as a starter. Yeah. Oh my god, Mitch is awful. That was one of the worst throws I've ever seen. <laughs> Have you seen Lamar? Um, <laughs> no, I'm ready for I'm ready for Mason Rudolph blow up the internet type comeback here. They need to lose this game. They don't belong in the playoff run or playoff race. No this shit. This team's awful. They have a good roster. Um, just don't have a quarterback or a coaching staff. Man. Uh, who do we have winning this one? This one's a little tighter, I think, than the other game. Is this going to be a Fields game? Detroit? Yeah. I d- yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I, I think I can get behind that. Makes it an easy answer for me. Yeah. Um... Not sure even Kenneth Walker. I'd want him to come back. Limpy against San Fran. Um, Spears needs a big week. He not, not only needs to win, he needs to win big. He needs to outscore the Weebles by like 43 points um, to get that division crown with their loss as well. I think he does enough to get the win here, but I don't think he does enough. And I, like we said, I think Bull wins. So I think... Uh, Spears wins, locks up the, uh, I guess that'll be the sixth seed. Yep. Staring teabag in the first round. Yep. Uh, Man. Really, really excited about facing uh, Kelsey and Jefferson. Kind of what I wanted to avoid. But, my God, I mean. Kelsey at New England. Kelsey at New England. Probably Gronk will be there. He'll score two tutters at least. Justin, yes. Justin Jefferson gets Cincinnati. Cincinnati. My God. Yeah, sounds like a first round exit. You're staring, you're staring teabag coming up on Sunday. I mean, that's a long week for anybody. Man, Bijan gets Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need to trade some players to the franchise this week. <laughs> we need, we need, <laughs> we need that two seed bet. Yeah, yeah, you do. How much waiver wire cash you have left? I can drop <laughs> some players for you. <laughs> um, 
probably not going to run through this game, but I think we're all taking uh, take your ball and go home to win as well to do their part. Just need bowl to uh, lose, but don't know if that's going to happen. Let's go to the the game of the week. Um, Curtin versus Park. Favre division title on the line. One seat on the line. Should be a good one. Right now, Curtin's projected 116 to 105. Both Steelers running backs in play in this game. <laughs> Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. That's what you expect from the game for the one seed. Uh, Curtin run now. Justin Herbert, Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Evans, Isaiah Likely, Devon Achan, and Saquon Barkley. Uh, I don't know who. You, you don't know what? I don't know who Isaiah Likely is. He's the tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Uh, who do you guys want to talk about? Does Najee Harris Man. get over seven points this week? He's got point six so far. Uh, no. No. It seems like a layup. Um, it's a no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he, we've kind of touched on it. I mean, he's he's kind of the weak point of the of the curtain lineup. Um He's he's been okay here the last five weeks or so. He's had one down week against Cleveland, tough defense. Um, he's been okay other than that. But man, from what I'm seeing from the Steelers offense, New England defense is actually pretty good. Um, I can't I can't imagine a scenario, especially with them trailing like this, that he's gonna do a whole lot. Uh, maybe he catches a few passes here in the in the second half to put something respectable. But, what does this lead come to that Jalen Warren and Najee Harris are both starting in this game? Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't, I don't know how many times I would tell you people stop playing any Steelers in fantasy. Um, this team's an embarrassment. Mike Tomlin hasn't won a playoff game since the Obama administration. Man, this is going to be uh, just a, a slugfest. This feels like Warren's going to get four, Najee's going to get three, and this position and matchup's going to be a wash this week. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, but we'll get to it here. So, Abuseman Park, Will Levis, Jalen Warren, Kyron Williams, Tyree Kill, Puka Nakua, TJ Hawkinson, Travis Etienne, Adam Thielen. On the bench um, <laughs> is Cooper Cup, and Jalen Warren's out there. So, uh, maybe even, like, Cup over Thielen. I feel like Cup's got to be out there. Why? Yeah, really, really hard to sit him. I mean, he's been pretty bad, though, for, <laughs> for a while. He catches a touchdown last week to salvage his week, but he's been pretty bad for six weeks. Um, so has Thielen, though, right? Yeah, Thielen's come crashing down to earth. Hasn't been really good. I mean, he's been pretty bad the last five weeks as well. Um, had one good week tossed in there. Um, yeah, we're seeing the wheels starting to come off a little bit for the park. <laughs> to come off uh, after that hot start. Um, and now you look at the lineup and it's like, man, other than Tyreek Hill, who am I really, really scared of? Kyron Williams. Like I said, other than Tyreek Hill, who am I really, really scared? <laughs> are you? Are you? In, are you're insane, right? I. Kyron. Not Kyron. This week. Kyron Williams missed five games and is running back six. I, I hear you. I'm not scared of him this week, though. Why? Yeah. Why? At Baltimore. Um, AFC North football. He's gonna get 25 touches. <clears throat> All right. I'll give you. I'll give you. I mean, he's good. I'm, I'm still not. I don't think he's. I don't necessarily think he's good, but <laughs> he's he's going to get 25 touches. He's probably going to score a touchdown. So I mean, I guess we just. I mean, Puganaku has still been good. The Hawkinson. Um, 
Yeah, this team, I mean, obviously the hot start, but it's it's starting to look a little little shaky, a little shaky over there with the park. Tyree Hill also should be in the MVP consideration, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're um, seeing Antonio Brown-type numbers. No, he, he's setting better records than Antonio Brown did. I think 2000's happening, guys. He's got five games left and needs 519 yards. Yep. Oh, yeah. And he's got Tennessee, the Jets, Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo left. Four of them at home. Yeah, and the only <laughs> cold game is at Baltimore, as we talked about months ago. Yep. We're ahead of the trends on this podcast. All right, who's, who's winning this game and who's going to be our one seed? Yeah, I mean, gotta like reek Monday night. Um, that jumps off the page. Um, certainly, gotta expect another big one out of him. Uh, like we said, though, there's there's a lot of question marks for me on this Park side. Um, and Ed's team has kind of been the best team in the league since he made uh, the trades that he made at the deadline for Evans and Barkley. Um, his team was already pretty solid, but getting those two guys has really elevated his squad. Um, God damn you, Fegley. But, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the curtain here. Um, I think they win pretty convincingly. Um, another thing to keep in mind is the total points race for the season is coming down to the curtain, Park, and myself. Um, if the curtain can curtain are a little too deep, they're about 60 points, behind, 59 points behind. They would really need to smack the park here. But uh, Park need to. I'm only 26 behind the Park, so little shooters, little puncher's chance there to catch them for the season long race. Yeah, give me the curtain. I don't think this one's close. I'll take the curtain as well um, to be the one seed and give me a rematch against Abuseman Park in the first round of the playoffs. I have not beaten them yet this year. All right. Uh, Can I do a a little season-long update? Yeah, go for it. Some of our early season bets. Um, All right. So, beginning of the season, we had Pickens versus DeAndre Hopkins for a season-long bet. Pickens is going to somehow have to squeeze out uh, a 15-point difference this week, but I'm I'm told we're now... um, counting the playoffs too in those fantasy projections so that might not be as relevant uh tony pollard versus christian mccaffrey uh, <laughs> a big debate on the team uh through 14 uh, excuse me 13 games pollard's got 150 mccaffrey has 227 or excuse me 273 so we're gonna have to see uh historic run pollard <laughs> To make up for early season TikTok tape. We're going to need LT to suit up in a Cowboys uniform. <laughs> We're going to need some TG2 type production. Uh, I mentioned Bill Simmons earlier. I have to come back to something he said on his <laughs> podcast. He told Cousin Sal on Sunday night's podcast that Terrell Davis's two year run with the Broncos is the greatest running back he's ever seen. Jesus. And that LT never even had a season close to Darrell Davis's two seasons. Jesus. Yeah. Barry Sanders never suited up. Uh, yeah. Jesus. Jesus. I thought Shane might be offended by that. Oh my god. It was the best season. It's not even not even particularly close. I think he was talking about purely like running. God, Juju was just carving him up, and LT did do a lot through the. Um, air that one season, but yeah, it's a bad take. Jesus, I think he also had like 1,800 rush yards. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, I know. Man, this feels like a really bad podcast this week. Yeah. Just anticlimactic. Yeah, is this the first year that we've had all uh, all of the playoff spots punched in the last week? Feel like a, I feel like that might be a yes. It wow. What happened? You're not going to want to see that. 
That was an awesome throw and catch. I can't wait. And this is a route. Oh, man. Good for them. Patriots are a good team this year. <laughs> <laughs> that 2-10 and 10 record, it sneaks up on you. God, the Steelers are going to lose to back-to-back 2-10 and 10 teams. Belichick owns Tomlin. Tomlin's finding a way to get this shit squad the nine wins. Don't you guys worry about that. Oh, yeah. 8-8-1. Eight, eight, <laughs> um, anything else? Oh, I wanted to talk about the Seawolves quick. <laughs> oh, God. Nice. Um, Let's make it personal. No, it's not, it's not personal. I just I feel like early in the season... I feel like you referenced Austin Eckler still being one of the best keepers in the league. Um, I don't think that's the case anymore. I have questions that I need him to answer. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy to look back on it and say that now. Um, (laughs) Beginning of the season, he was a top five pick in every fantasy draft you can imagine. No matter what league you played in, um, hasn't been there. Chargers haven't been good. He hasn't been getting the the catches that he normally does. He's been a huge disappointment. If you played in the league and you drafted Eckler in the first round, like you you just lost. There was no way around it. I feel like um, hundred dollar Jerome Ford has to be in consideration for a keeper on this team for next year. Good God. I'm, that's, I'm joking. Just to get that on the record, because I don't want it to come up six weeks from now and say, Kaz said Jerome Ford was a keeper, because... <laughs> um, if I'm looking at it, though, who are the keepers on this team? You, you worry about your own squad, all right? I'll, probably Olave and Eckler next year. Jesus. Can't wait for the division draft. Let's see if JWJ gets the run here. Olave's still a good player, and he's cheap. Yeah. I don't know what you got AJ Brown for, but fifty. Yeah, all right. Or forty-nine. He went cheaper than Devonte Smith did at the draft. Josh Allen. Possible. You'll trade. Was, you'll trade I, for a running back. I think though, how good was the Wolves team? Eckler was pretty bad this year. And you're still fourth in the league in scoring. I mean, the rest of your team has been... I mean, obviously, Brown is a huge part of that. He's been huge. I mean, Derrick Henry, RB4. A.J. Brown, wide receiver four. Olave, wide receiver 15. Jerome Ford, running back 20. After not doing shit and being injured. Like, had a really good team. Plenty of other leagues. It's a matchup league. You got to beat the team in front of you every week. I think you could have done better in the division drafts. You went one and four against your division opponents. Yep. Just happened to pick the best players in the league. Oh and four, <laughs> oh and four in home games too. Yeah, didn't show up. So it was a road team this year. All right, Steelers are getting loose here. Get gone. Who do you guys think is the best uh, the best keeper in the league? Man. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> oh, man. I'm looking at... I don't have the prices in front of me. I wish I did, but... I mean, what did... I feel like Achain, if he takes over that backfield, what's that going to look like? He's going to be a, a, at least a worth a shot. I don't think best keeper in the league, but I'm just scrolling through teams here. Probably Brian Robinson at eight. Um, CD Lamb's got to be up there. You still have him for pretty cheap, right, Cos? Yeah, I think so. Um, let's see here. Do we think Chubb's going to play football again? I don't know. Like I said, like Moster, what, is, what does he go for? Is he, he's got to be cheap. So we just love all the Dolphins running backs? 
just thinking they're both cheap and they're both in an offense that's going to score a lot. Etienne's still a good keeper. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Gotta wonder if Calvin Ridley's getting thrown back. Saving some capital for him this year. Yeah, it feels bad. Nico Collins seems like a good keeper. I don't know. I got cheap guys that are going to be really valued. Yeah. Nico Collins. Hmm. Man, you made Phil really angry with that. Like... <laughs> Said Nico Collins and Phil just leaves. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just Phil, giving a get, brief look. Getting to the point where you just keep the best players. It doesn't matter what, what <laughs> salary they are because it's not great. It's not. I, I, I feel like I have two decent ones. I'm on. I mean, St. Brown and Pacheco are both pretty solid keepers, in my opinion. Laporte is a tough one to throw back, though, too. Just Laporte, yeah, he position. is. He is. He is. I think I got Alvin Kamara for, like, 20-something, too. Like, he's getting older, but, dear God. Getting older, but he's, what, RB? He's RB 11. 11, and he didn't even play for four weeks? Yeah. Three weeks. Taysom Hill. <laughs> no. No, he's not a keeper. I, that's a good question. I, I have to look into it a little deeper, but I don't, I don't know that we have a ton of great ones. I mean, there's there's good ones out there for sure, but not. There's no Todd Gurley for. Five bucks or whatever the hell it was. I think I drafted him for ten. It got really blown out of proportion. <laughs> Would you have Gurley for ten, Kamara for five, or something like Kamara that? Kamara was a dollar. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Even better. Yeah. Jesus. All right. Well, we'll definitely do a little deeper dive next week into the playoff matchups. Uh, looking like it's going to be me against uh, Curtin or Park. And then uh, probably you against Spears. That's what it's looking like. Uh, definitely, definitely fun to have the playoffs around. I can't believe we're through fourteen weeks or through thirteen weeks of football. It's just crazy, but here we are. We'll be getting ready for the fantasy baseball draft here soon. Yeah, that guy already reached out to me last night talking fantasy baseball. Jesus. Oh yeah, he wants Soto. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for joining. Thanks for uh, listening, everyone. And we will touch base with you guys next week when we break down the first round of the Sons of Fantasy Football League playoffs.